All right, welcome everybody. I'm recording again. This is why me and technology don't get along very well. Uh, first and foremost, let's fire up the podcast again. So everybody just got a free five or 10 minutes on Instagram. Um, Supreme being number one, if you are looking for real estate, Team BC Sold can take care of you. Visit our website, teambcsold.com or go to teambcsold at gmail.com. Number two, Modern Success, shout out to Luke and I believe it was Randy who joined today. We have two new members of Modern Success. BrianCasella.com if you'd like to sign up. Coaching and mentorship program for the world that I opened up to everybody now. Um, two in-person events that we do a year. I'm excited for the second one that's coming up soon. Number three, eXp Realty. If you're a realtor and you're interested in eXp Realty, go to join.exprealty.com. Get signed up. Otherwise, message me and I'll get you some more info. Okay. Introduction done. Let's get back, back into this. If you're listening to the recording of the podcast, I forgot to record the first 10 minutes because my mic apparently was off, but hey, it's okay. Um, basically, what I was talking about uh, was communication and how I see that in my life as my communication skills. And, and when I say that, before I even continue, this is what I mean. I mean an application of it and understanding of it because those are two things. It's one thing to read something and, and feel that you kind of understand it. It's another through experience to demonstrate it. And the results in your life will always demonstrate your mastery of the material that you're learning, period. Okay? It's very simple to see when I get around people, I can influence them and persuade them much better than the average person, for sure. So when I speak about persuasion and influence, it's very easy to tell, especially in person, that it's legit and the potency of it. I know this because I can have a conversation with somebody that I've never met for five minutes and they message me a week later, whoa, I still can't forget those five minutes. Okay. Right? Uh, case in point, everywhere I go, and, and I'm going to zoom in on a particular place, there's a gas station that I go to all the time uh, in the beginning when I uh, started boxing, right? I jump from different gas station to gas station sometime. But I talked to one of the uh, gas station attendants, right? I don't know the official name. And I asked her one day. It was the second time that I had seen her. And the first day we had probably like a two minute, minute and a half something interaction. And she brought it up the next day when I went and she was working and we talked for a few minutes because there was nobody there. But I asked her that second day, I said, in a day on average, how many people do you interact with? And she said easily probably between on a slow day, 150 that she works her shift to probably on a fast day, 250 or 300. So out of 150 to 300 people, <clears throat> let's lowball it and say she only talked to 100 people. Okay. Out of 100 people, I had a one minute interaction with her. And she literally remembered almost every word of it. And she talked to 99 minimum other people that day. That's the power of what I'm talking about. So now we fast forward to people who have sales jobs, who are doing social media, and basically everybody wants the ability to be able to leave a lasting impression on somebody, make a good impression, sell a product, sell themselves, grow their brand on social media. So what I just said prior to that statement about growing your brand, it should set off some, some bells in people's heads for sure. Because when I say that and describe that, it should tickle your insides and you should be excited and say, whoa, okay, yeah, he's right. This is what I need to learn. You want to start a social media account and get attention? Well, shit, you better learn how to communicate. This is why despite all these fucking errors that I make with technology, all the shitty quality of what I do and not having everything technically right, I still get followers. I still am good at what I do, even on social media, because I know how to communicate. 
Okay. Same thing with uh, real estate. I didn't have the fancy stuff that other people have when I started. I had a shitty car, but I really focused and zoomed in on communication skills. That's the key. This is a skill, ladies and gentlemen. It's not some shit that you're born with. Anybody can learn this. Anybody with the right amount of dedication and obsession. But you have to be able to see that story I gave about the gas station attendant. If that doesn't excite you, you don't see this correctly yet. You're missing something, man. And the more I get into it, the more excited I get and the more results that I see from it. I said earlier, before I turn the microphone on, anytime I communication, I've noticed and said, okay, I've made another improvement. Every area of my life improves from it. I've never found myself leveling up again with communication and not seeing every area of my life improve. How many people struggle, for example, with self-esteem, self-confidence, self-belief? You up your communication skills, guess what? Now, your self-talk will improve. When you say something, your word is that much more potent because what you say, you will actually do. But let's rewind for a second before I continue. I said in the beginning, I said in the beginning, okay, that there's the the knowledge, and then there's the application of it. This is the key. When you apply all these things, and this, again, goes with any, any skill, any art form, we can say, when you're a practitioner of it, you can now readily observe these things that you've experienced and mastered. That's what I mean when we start talking about mastery. Because now... I have effective tools in my tool belt. I can spot these things. And guess what? Now I can teach them. You have to have that fusion of knowledge and knowingness of it from learning, but also that high level of application and experience. Now, now I can use these to the highest degree, but also I can spot them and teach them, which is the key. Anybody who wants to build anything big We'll have to build other people, okay? Look at all these, these mega national brands, all these big-ass companies. Is it just one fucking person? No. You think Facebook is just Mark Zuckerberg? Fuck no. You can see attention, but how many thousands or tens of thousands probably at this point, employees and people does he have under him, all right? Now we talk about leadership. You want to be a great leader? You better be a great fucking communicator. So no matter which way we look at this, this skill is invaluable. How, how many people struggle with relationships, whether it's intimate or just friendships and business? You want better relationships? Communicate better. God damn. My relationships are getting stronger and stronger because I continuously raise my level of communication. And by virtue of that, it rubs off on other people and they learn, especially the people closest to you. But this thing has to be taken seriously. It has to be looked at as if, you know, the, the regular student who goes to his university classes or goes to high school and has period one, two, three, four, five. Well, one of your periods every day better be that. But it's swept under the rug. What do people say? Oh, you're born with it or you're not. Oh, you either have the gift of the gab or you don't. That's bullshit. That's horse shit, man. Everybody who I've seen that I've witnessed myself get into sales with the gift of the gab is the first one to fucking get out because they talk too much. And they think they fucking know everything. Communication isn't just bad, 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 bad. 
It's, 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 you know, you and the other point. So now that I've kind of established in your mind the importance of this, let's cover some things that are commonly overlooked and let me give you some practical things that you can take with you and, and, and really focus on that's gonna take you to the next level, okay? So when I say communication, everybody thinks uh, male, right? Blah. I'm out, I'm talking to people, I'm causing things. The flip side is missed a lot and we hear it a lot, yet I still see very few people able to do this at a high level, which is simply listen but not just listen, really listen. Now, how do I know for a fact that my listening skills are 10 notches above everybody else's around me? For the most part, not everybody, right? The people that I spend time with, they're high-level communicators as well. Even a daily occurrence, like being in my office, right, listening to people make calls, listening to dialogues between people. I'm even to the point now where I can listen to two people talk while I'm not even paying attention and I'm hearing every word and catching everything. And then if somebody misses something with one of their responses, I can jump in and say, oh, they said blah, 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 you missed it. Or people are practicing, right? A sales situation and then I hear a response from this person and I stop them. I'm like, pause. Did you catch what that person said? It was one word and they're like, what? They said this. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Ah, you're not listening. I'm not even paying attention and I hear it. But when I was learning, I was all focused, like listening. Okay. I remember being brand spanking new in sales and being told, hey, you, you have to be a good listener. They didn't really emphasize it. But being the student that I was, I said, typically, I know the stuff that other people don't pay attention to is the shit that I really need to pay attention to because this is stuff that's missed. So I'd have my little script. It was like a cheat sheet. That way, I didn't have to worry about what I was going to say next. And I would really listen to what people said. One of the things we also learn in sales is to repeat what people say, right? Repeat and affirm. You hear that all the time because it, it lets them know literally that you're listening to what they say because you're repeating it back, not word for word, but you know, in, in a summary form. Okay. When you're first learning sales, that's stuff that you're taught and I'm listening, right? I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm catching it. And after a while, I noticed that I could literally remember every single word that people was, uh, were saying. So I could get to the end of like a five or 10 minute conversation and maybe they're attempting to remember something they said earlier and I would jump in and say, oh yeah, you mentioned blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh yeah. Oh, thank, thank you for reminding me because I was really listening. But just like anything else, this is a muscle that you have to build up. Where's the mistake with most people? This is where it's at. And I can see it in their fucking body language. I can see it in their face. Someone's talking and the person, instead of listening, they're on the edge of their fucking seat, ready to just spit out what they want to spit out. They don't even give a shit what the other person's saying. Go out tomorrow or tonight if you're going to be in a crowd of people and just listen to conversations and you'll see people interrupting other people, people talking over other people, people just, they, they can't wait to spit out what they have to say instead of actually listening to people. And this is the key with that is you acknowledge them. When I speak to somebody, they feel they feel very important because I'm eye contact and I'm listening. If I'm on the phone, I'm all ears. I don't, I don't say shit. I wait until they're completely done before I speak. You're never going to hear me talk over somebody on the phone unless there's like a five second delay or lag on the phone, which is rare. Then that's by accident that you're hearing it. And that's the first thing aside from listening that I tell people, you don't even notice it. This is me instructing somebody. 
you keep interrupting. You keep interrupting them. That's one of the, the worst things you can do because it subcommunicates all the wrong things. They're not listening. All they do is want to talk. I'm not important. They don't give a shit. They're rude. But no one on the surface level says this stuff. It's just now to the point where it's accepted behavior. How crazy is that? So when somebody steps up and isn't even a fantastic communicator, just pretty good, right? They listen, they don't interrupt. All of a sudden, they get all the praise in the world. Like a lot of times I've gone out and toned it down, right? Not really done anything, right? Because I know a lot of shit, but I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to kind of hang out and be more observant tonight than really go out of my way. And I'll get compliments from people. And I kind of laugh and I'll I'll say, isn't it sad that basic communication now is looked up to? Like, whoa, this 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 is different. Like, wow, you actually listened. I'm sitting there like, well, yeah, isn't that what we're supposed to fucking do? Should I get a trophy for actually listening now? Like, oh, the number one listener, you know? Like, it doesn't make sense. It, it literally, it, uh, I don't get it. Here's another mistake that I see is, it's kind of twofold, right? Number one is people fail to emote when they speak. I could be hearing a story from somebody that's, Dude, I'm listening to it and I'm getting fired up because it's an interesting story. But when you look at them, they're just like talking like this and oh yeah, you know, we went off the plane and then we jumped and I had all this adrenaline kicking in me. Then I hit the, the pin to pull the parachute and I thought it wasn't going to work. And then three seconds before we hit the ground, it unleashed. And then we finally hit the ground and I rolled. It's like, dude, really? I'm sitting there like on the edge of my seat and this person is just fucking monotone like, Ugh. Yet, those same people, the majority of them, I would say eight or nine out of 10, if I tell them that, they'll say, nah, bro, I'm super animated when I talk. What are you talking about? And if I, if I like secretly recorded it and I would show them, their jaw would drop. They're like, really? I'm that boring? Like, oh, dang, I had no idea. So again, you want to talk about something exciting? Dude, you have to re- literally relive the experience. That's why sometimes when I'm telling a story, Uh, My eyes, you know, kind of start moving around a lot because I'm reminiscing almost and and really living that story. And again, that, that adds that punch and that oomph to what you're doing. Now, what I said to everybody listening is probably obvious. I'm not saying anything that's fucking out of this world, yet very few people do it. And then somebody who does this is out and they're like, oh, that person is a social butterfly or whatever. No, they're not. They just are communicating a little bit better than everybody else. They're applying basic fucking fundamentals. And that's probably one of the biggest issues that I see is the story and the flow of it and the energy and the emotion not matching the outward appearance of the person. Okay. Another thing. Now, I do this a lot when I teach because of time, but the average person talks too fucking fast. We act as if, if we spit it all out quickly, that people will give us a chance and they're going to listen. Yet on the subcommunication, speaking quickly tells everybody the exact opposite and it's negative. What are they saying? What are they thinking? They're trying to kiss ass. They're trying to get our attention. They're weak. They're nervous. They don't think they're important. Those are just some of the things that speaking too fast subcommunicates. 
Now I said, in a lot of my teaching and when I'm on a time constraint, I will on purpose speak quickly. Come to a speech of mine. Come to me in, different, in a different context and you'll see that I speak much slower at a medium, almost slow pace. Now naturally, my tendency is to speak fast. That's just how I'm wired. But I know, hey, I need to think from the perspective of this is an art form and I'm a practitioner of it. I play the game. The game of communication, we can say. I'm playing the game correctly. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, like to say, uh, uh, you know, don't hate the game or whatever, hate the player, hate the game or whatever. I cannot be mad at how the rules are. I know what the rules are and I'm going to use them to my advantage. So, hey, even if I'm a natural, fast speaker, I'm going to slow the shit down. Think of back in the day. Did all the kings and princes talk like this? Like, oh, hey, everybody. No. They'd be like, kingdom, listen to my words. They would speak super slow. So already ingrained in people's DNA, slow speech means, oh, shit, we should listen to this person. It implies power. I assume you're going to listen to me. And a lot of times, whenever you're in doubt about some of these concepts, especially, especially in communication, think in history. Be like, okay, let's say you hear me say, speak slow, and someone else that you're studying says, speak quickly. You're like, you know what? I'm not going to buy either one yet. I'm going to do my own research and think. Well, look in the past. The person begging to the king for their life, how quickly would they speak? Oh my God, king. And the king would just look over at the, at the dude and just cut his head off. But slowly, even the movements of the king are slow, right? You don't see the king getting up quickly and being all like reactionary like that. So everywhere you look, you have all these examples. That's why I always tell people, you don't have to believe me. Look at what I'm pointing at and tell me if what I'm saying is incorrect. It's that simple. So we have a few, just a few, a few tips. Okay, from a body language perspective, huge mistakes too. I, I used to do a lot, a lot of door to door. And there's trainers out there who would tell you to knock on the door and turn your fucking back to the person that you're knocking on and put your hands in your pockets. Are you kidding me? Really? Somebody's teaching that and saying they make millions of dollars? I see that, you know, you turn back, hands in your pockets. We don't know. Like, think about it. Put yourself in, in that position. You don't know what they're hiding. You don't know what they look like. You don't know why their hands are in their pockets or what's in their pockets. It sends off a lot of red flags. People go out, they want to display confidence. They're hunched over, hands in their pockets, head down. That signifies the opposite. God damn, the average person doesn't even fucking smile anymore. I'm with people all the time in a car. I'm like, look at all these other people driving. Everyone's driving like this. Or like this. They literally look dead. I've had people send me pics while I'm driving. I'm smiling because, of course, I love the cars that I drive. So I'm always like, yeah, yeah, this is fun. And I've had like four or five people DM me like, damn, bro, like you weren't lying. You do smile when you drive. I'm like, well, of course, man. Even if somebody cuts me off, I'm like, fuck it. Even if I did, if you did catch me flipping them off, I'd still be smiling, right? Because I know what that communicates. When I'm out, I'm smiling, right? My chest is out. I'm relaxed, man. 
people need to learn how to fucking relax. Everybody's so, you know, everybody's at the, at the bar of the club like this with their fucking drink stuck to their chest. That's tension. Do you walk around your house like that? No. That's why I make, I make it a point. I make it a point when I'm out, I hold my drink like this and I hold it at my side to demonstrate that I'm relaxed while everyone else is like this. You think somebody's going to steal your drink? I don't think so. Again, sub-communication. People won't consciously say, oh, his drink is on his chest, he's tense. But they feel that. Think about you being in a group and somebody approaches your group. Think about what would they have to display for me to accept their communication and listen to them versus me rejecting them. They come in, they seem happy, enthusiastic, they say something interesting, you're probably at least going to listen to them. Even if they made a few mistakes. But if they come in, bad body language, bad vibe, you know, they, they speak too quiet. That's another thing. How many, how many yeah, hi, hi guys. Uh, like, no, dude. Now, not overly loud. Now, in certain situations, of course, if you whisper, it's power. But you have to have people's attention to do that. Okay, so we have to think context. But, but if you talk like this, and I mean, goddamn, growing up, anybody who spoke super soft like that, we knew they were weak. They were the kid that got bullied or whatever it was. And typically, the people who were louder, not obnoxiously loud, but louder, people took them more seriously and said, oh, okay, they seem more confident. And again, everybody would nod their head and agree with me with what I'm saying. So if we know these as general facts, why are we not using them? Why is this still an issue? Why is there still so much mystery wrapped around this fucking subject, man? So a lot of it, I just took the obvious and said, okay, fuck, I'm going to do that. If people respond to that, obviously there's something there. Now, of course, I've done my research and studied and all that, but I, I, I held on to these examples I had growing up all the time. And it was a very simple uh, mystery for me to really figure out. There, it wasn't anything crazy. So everything I talked about tonight is we can say in a sense common sense. Yet we know fucking common sense isn't common anymore. So I don't even like when people say that. <laughs> it's like you say common sense, but fuck. Well, I mean, shit. Nobody has any sense these days, I guess. Very little. So, and everything that I just described, I'm sure one, two, maybe three things really stood out to you. Then that's your homework. You can say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to work on the quality of my voice. Make it a little bit louder. You know what? I'm going to work on my body language. My body language is a little bit off. I know my posture's off. I need to straighten that up. You know what? I'm a little bit off at listening. I got to start listening, man. You know what? I need to emote more. I need to move my body more. Use facial expressions, right? I need to, I need to be a little bit more loose. You know what you have to work on because as I'm saying it, the red flag goes, up, go, goes off in your head and you're like, oh, yep. He's right. I'm too tense. I speak too soft. I speak too fast. Very simple stuff. Yet the benefits of what I'm talking about right now, this is monumental in comparison to what everybody focuses on. Oh, well, I just need to have the right line to say to people. It doesn't fucking matter what the line is. If you don't do everything that I just said, you could say the perfect words and it's not going to have any effect at all. Subcommunication is much more powerful than the actual words and always will be until the end of time. For sure, for sure. Yet, this is what tells you that shit's fucked up. 
you search the techniques and the surface level shit. That's what gets a gazillion views on YouTube and what everybody pays attention to. You talk about subcommunication, the mindset and all this stuff. It gets one one thousandth of the views. Ah, that's all bullshit. That's all hype. Whatever. That stuff doesn't work. That's all hocus pocus. Sure. Cool. If you think it's hocus pocus, let's go after the same client and see who wins. You think it's hocus pocus, let's go after the same girl and see who wins. Then you can literally witness it in person. No problem. That's the difference. Until a lot of people see it and experience it, then they can't make the connection. Which is one of the reasons I always welcome people. I don't give a shit who you're studying or what you're going after. Whatever that is, those practitioners that you look up to or study, buy their shit, go to their seminars or do whatever it takes to get around them because then you can witness this stuff that you still might be on the fence about in your mind. I got the biggest takeaways, me personally, from the people that I've studied, whoever it was, the countless people, from buying their shit and going to their seminars. For sure. That's where you need to go. Right? I remember even in real estate when I started, I didn't have the fucking money. I pulled a credit card, which probably wasn't the best decision, but it put me in a do or die position. I said, fuck it. It's a $2,000 limit. I'm paying a thousand bucks a month for fucking coaching. By the third payment, I don't have any fucking money. So I'm going to have to be able to make that payment. Everything's on the line. Let's fucking go. And by that third payment, I'd already closed the deal and I had the money and I fucking figured it out. But that's what it took. I wasn't sitting there saying, well, I'm going to go to the library and see what I can scrounge up for free. Um, you know, I'm like, you know what? That's the grandmaster. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get as close as possible to them. Then at that event, the first event that I went to where I signed up for the coaching that I had to pay a couple hundred dollars to go to the event, by the way, of course, there's some high level motherfuckers there. What did I do? I went to the very front where they were at and started talking to them, said, Hey, I'm new. You know, obviously I want to work on my skills. I'm brand fucking new. Will you chat with me? Can we, you know, talk on the phone and I asked probably I think a hundred people and most of them told me to go fuck myself and two or three people said sure I'll help you out so I got back a hundredfold what I spent with just having 30 minute conversations with those people once a week talking dialogues and how to up my skills in the sales game after talking to them for a month or two I was sharp but I was willing to do whatever it took to get there in regards to this. And that was kind of what opened the door for me to really get deeper on the subject and start learning what it is that I'm telling you guys. And again, everything I said on this podcast was not fucking rocket science. This is simple, but no one pays attention to it. I guarantee you every single one of you here and whatever it is that you're doing, your job, if you want to do social media, if you want to do video, you want to be an influencer, you just want to fucking be uh, going up to strangers on the street and selling it, selling whatever it is that you're selling, you're a personal trainer, whatever the fuck it is, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if your ability to communicate was 2x, your skill was 2x right now where it's at, not even 10x, just 2x, you'd be doing a lot more and you'd be making more money and you'd be more fulfilled with yourself and with the people around you, guaranteed. I would put my life, my savings and everything I have on that 100%. You know why? Because I'm living it and I can tell you it's a fact, okay? So with that said, we'll uh, end the lecture portion. I'll open it up to Q and a for zoom or Instagram. If you guys have any questions for five or 10 minutes and then we'll, we'll boogie again, shout out to Roger and shout out to Luke, the new modern success members. Congratulations, gentlemen. You're about to grow some fucking wings, literally, and not Red Bull wings.
how to be short on door knocking. Um, if people are keeping you in the conversation too long, you have to be able to gracefully exit and let them know. Be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, Bob. Um, I promised my broker I'd keep hitting more doors. I have an appointment to go to. Just bank on something else, right? Let them know you have a previous engagement and commitment and that you have to go and say, you know what? I'd like to continue this conversation later. Let's swap numbers, you know? How powerful is social media marketing and real estate? Huge, especially when it comes to um, agent-to-agent referral. It's huge. Relentless, yeah. Tim Grover, man, he's a badass. I've been following and I've known of Tim Grover since 2005, a year, a year out of high school. And I'm seeing now that he's getting a lot of uh, good publicity. I followed him mainly because I knew he trained a lot of the best basketball players and I was still playing then, right? And I got a hold of some of the workouts that he was doing with Michael Jordan. And between 2005 and 2006, um, a lot of the stuff that I learned from him helped me prevent a lot of injuries and it took my athleticism to the next level. I remember that summer doing his routine that he did with Michael Jordan. I went from, you know, already being pretty fast and explosive to just being able to walk into a gym at six foot two with the backpack on and I could just run and, and dunk no problem without even warming up. Right. My lateral speed got quicker. My sprinting speed got quick, uh, quicker. So and that was back in 05. So it's good to see that now in 2017, 18, and 19, he's starting to get some publicity because he's a genius. He really is a genius. I appreciate you calling out some of us on MS who aren't pushing. Yeah, man. Shit. How many people fucking sign up for Modern Success, Connor? And they don't, we check when they leave. They don't even fucking watch a lecture or ever, you know? So if you are going to sign up, don't sign up to make me happy. Sign up to fucking better yourself in your life. Because that's why I give the info. I don't want people on there who are just going to join and then never log on and leave in a month or two. Fuck that, right? You're doing yourself a disservice by doing that. Does that apply to, to DMing people on social media? What do you mean? Astrolite, what do you mean? Does what apply to it? Good, Gabriel. That's the thing, Steve, is I don't think there is a book about mindset, right? I mean, uh, Anthony Robbins might be a good one to study because he, in his books, talks a little bit about NLP. And in those books, he gives you some visualization exercises, right? That'll help you with your mindset. But most of my mindset work has been learning through experience and then getting around those people at live events and that kind of stuff, right? I, I don't think my mindset has ever improved drastically from reading a book, right? When making a good income, did you have to join your local Mason temple? Local Mason temple. I don't know what you're referring to, dude. Cool. There you go. Awesome, John. Can you speak about how you demonstrate value in your language when you're out speaking to people on MS or refer to the lecture you do talk about that? Um, you mean, you can, are you talking about the pitch portion of what I'm doing for now? Or are you talking to the actual techniques like body language and signaling and anchoring and that kind of stuff? Which one are you referring to? 
advice to get more clients through film and video skills. Show people what you can do also. Number two, offer to do some work for people for free to then get them as clients and get testimonials from them. And even if they don't sign up as a client, do something for free and offer them. I'll do it if you give me a testimonial, if you, if you like it. Once you acquire a lot of testimonials and you've do, done some stuff for free, then the doors will blow wide open. I probably did close to 100 free speaking gigs before I started charging. And now I don't get paid less than $3,000 to speak even for an hour. So you, you have to be able to do shit for free. Man, applying respectful, you know, I don't DM people Astro. So um, I know even if you do it correctly, it's going to be a numbers game. But if you know how to um, offer value, right, and help people through what it is that you're selling or whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with DMing people, right? Um, I would just say don't be cliche like most people. Most people who DM me are full of shit, right? They'll say, oh, stay away from the, the classic lines that people use. Hey man, um, I love your page. Don't say shit like that, right? Like that's stupid. That tells me you're just sending a fucking mass message. Get away from any language that indicates this is not a personal message. That would be my number one tip to you. You follow Gary V. Um, I know a lot of people who do, dude. I personally don't follow him. Um, I've seen one or two of his videos. Um, I like the fact that he speaks his mind from the little bit that I've seen, but I don't follow him, no. I do social media management, yeah. Body language and signals, sure, yeah. Uh, there is a lot of that in the close the deal section in Modern Success, Vernell, because that section deals entirely with sales. Um, take a look through that. If you can't find it, let me know and I'll help you look. Um, how can you spot a real estate guru who does more marketing than they actually do real estate? Oh, fuck, dude. I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Gummer. Um, I mean, I only know personally, I think I only know two or three people doing uh, the marketing stuff, right? But even the people that I know that aren't really involved with real estate, when they market, they're marketing their video services and stuff like that. So um, I don't know, dude. Blazers, uh, OPPO suits, OPPO. Best materials you give out door knocking. Um, I never focus on the material, Steve. No one's going to call you or magically give you their business because of some fancy flyer. Uh, the first year, I only door knock with uh, business cards, right? So. Uh, Ali, we have, well, you're on Modern Success. We're going to have two every year. We just had one event, but we'll have another one in a couple months, right? But you're local, right? So if you want to come by the office, just let me know, especially since you're on Modern Success. What classes coaching would you say is essential? Um, communication, right? You have to learn communication and you have to get systems, Alex. Um, you have to get some sort of system. So whether you study me or whoever it is, get their systems from their programs, right? Everyone has some sort of teaching or material to help you with that. Uh, dialogues and going to seminars, anything else. Um, yeah, a lot of experience from you applying what you learn, even the free stuff. What specifics made you switch from KW to EXP? Oh man, I've made a ton of videos about that, bro. I recommend you watch the YouTube videos I made on that. Easiest way to exchange numbers, door knocking. Ooh, that's an art form, dude. 
without giving you what I've given other people who've paid me, I'll tell you this. If you can make it seem like a win-win, you getting their number, then you'll get it every time. That's the key. That's the key. Honestly, can you grow without prospecting? There are some people who have grown their business without prospecting. Um, I find those very rarely compared to the people who I know grew, grew it prospecting. But based on all the questions you're asking me all the time, dude, I, have, I feel like you're looking for a way not to prospect because you've asked me questions like that about Zillow and not prospecting a lot, dude. So I have a feeling maybe you don't want to prospect or you're looking at it the wrong way. Thoughts on Adderall? I don't take it. Um, Right. I mean, in the past, I've smoked weed and done that stuff, but I've never taken pills or powders. And I don't think I ever will. Just not my style. I, shit, I hardly even fucking drink. But I offer you some free video work. I'm in the ale area. Um, yeah, dude, if you want to, I think you're the one asking me about building your stuff. If you want to, dude, um, sure. I can, you know, give you a testimonial if you, if you need it. Just hit me up. Did you ever stop believing in the beginning? Uh, no, dude, that's the only thing that carries you. Did I have moments? Sure. But I always went back on the fact that that's the last straw. The moment you stop believing in yourself, you're done. That's the last thing to go. If you can keep that, then you, you got a shot for sure. How do you find the best vendors to add to your list to give out while door knocking? Um, I got that through experience, man. I got that through going through shitty vendors, right? Uh, going through some that were promising in the beginning and then it ended up being shit. So it took me time to build that list. You will have to work with different people to build your preferred vendors list for sure. You still meet with Mike? Yes, I couldn't make it out to Houston, dude. But I was about to go to Houston to be on his most recent tour. Uh, but we see each other from time to time and we still talk online constantly. Yeah, man, prospecting is mentally draining. Well, I agree that it can be, bro, but you're probably looking at it the wrong way, right? Every big guru that I learned from and every top agent I've talked to has built their business prospecting. So it works. It works. So I just told myself, I, I, got, I got to be able to look at this thing from a different perspective and just accept it as a part of my job, right? And this is what I have to do. The beautiful part is, bro, that once you build your business and you have a certain level of momentum and systems, you're not going to have to prospect all day, every day, forever, but you will have to put in the work. Best way to study for the real estate exam. Um, I just studied a little bit every night for 30 days before my exam, one hour to an hour and a half every night. Specifically how? I just read the material and took the little practice exams. That's it. What are some other ideas to give value at the door? Uh, I, for you guys that are talking about door knocking, focus on the conversation, right? Giving out material must not be the focus. The focus is on the conversation. Because whatever you hand people, they don't care. They're, they're going to throw it away 99% of the time. Even if you are giving them an item of value. Do you use more than one escrow company? Uh, no, we just use one. Yeah. Uh, when applying to modern success, oh, when, which program do you recommend to start with? Um, well, it depends, dude. I mean, if you're a salesperson, I recommend you start with the close the deal section because that's like a vault of 75 lectures I did specifically on sales. Um, you know, I have the winner circle section, which is like the smaller daily videos, right? It's kind of split up into different sections. I have the money and wealth management section, which I recommend everybody goes through in the beginning because it's, uh, it's good for, you know, budgeting your money and that kind of stuff and making sure you know how to handle money at, at a small level before it grows. Um, 
But if you're not a salesperson, I would say probably start with the winner circle videos, right? Because they're bits and pieces of really powerful information. And then you have the regular modern success lectures, which we have, I think, 70 now. So we have a, a lot. finished listening to all your podcasts today took me about two months sweet bc's money management course is worth it alone yep you don't realize how bad you are with money until you break it down that's why i made it right because i was bad with money first one to admit it a specific real estate question sure bro you're unmuted man Oh, shit. Oh, what's up, Brian? I was listening to your video that she told me to go look at. Okay. <clears throat> so I have a client that doesn't want to list their house with us, but they've already signed a listing agreement. Okay. Um, they'll list with us if we can find a particular house for them. The inventory is low here in Spokane. They want a shop, and that's the main thing that they want for their house. Um, would you recommend, because... I've thought of a few things to do going to different places that have shops and actually asking them, Hey, would you like to list your house? I have a buyer for it. Or should I go another route with that? Like Fizbo's and stuff like that. Cool. Give me a second. Cool. I muted you because I'm getting an echo. Maybe it's my end, but my bad. Um, so, uh, give me a thumbs up if I'm understanding this correctly. They don't want to put the house on the market, but they already signed a listing with you. Correct. Okay, good. So that's the main thing. You already have that. So they are motivated. Um, in the cases where they don't sign, right, it's different. But since they signed, then what you described is probably your best bet because they're ready to go, man. And all you need to do is be that final connection point. So um, I would do what you suggested. I would probably put out a lot of feelers, especially on social media for people who might have something like that coming up, maybe an off market listing that's going to be coming up soon, kind of like your situation. Um, I would probably talk to um, any broker that you know is killing it that might have a lot of inventory, right? For sure. So top five or 10, you can say companies or listing agents if you can get a hold of them, right? And I'm sure you have a gist of who is the top dogs in your city. You know, maybe you see their signs or you see their stuff. I would contact their companies for sure. And God, is there anything else? Um, yeah, dude, I think that's good. I think it's just going to be a matter of being patient and being able to, to find it, dude, because the fact that they, no, sorry, oh, sorry. The fact that they actually already signed with you tells me they're actually motivated. So um, yeah, dude, I, I would just say do some of those things. And I think in a matter of time, you'll, you'll find something for them. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just didn't want to wait because the answer that I got was wait until someone else does their job for me to do mine. And I didn't like that at all. Like I want to make this thing happen. I don't want to just sit on my hands until someone else does their job and gets a listing that they want. I agree, bro. You know, and, and that's the thing is a lot of realtors are like, Oh, you already got the listing signed. You're good. Just wait. That's what a lot of people will tell you, which is uh, ass backwards, right? As far as us doing our job. So uh, you got to do, you already have the right plan of attack. It's just a matter of finding the right fit. And sometimes that takes time. Uh, how's it going? Northern California. Cool. Any other questions? I'll answer one or two more and then we'll, um, um, we'll end it.
Well, I mean, uh, you guys talking about, you know, believing in yourself and quitting 87% or more of realtors within the first year or two quit. So the majority is quitting. This, what I told myself was if I just keep working every day, I'm already in the top 10%. <laughs> Follow-up system. Um, I don't share that on uh, social media, dude. I only share that with the people in my program specifics about my system, but I'll give you an outline, right? You need to first define what a lead is for you because a lead is different for everybody, right? Uh, a lead to me is uh, what somebody that's going to sell or buy in 30 days or less. But for you, it might be three months or six months or a year, depending on where your business is at. Your system is derived from your definition of a lead because from there you can create your lead follow-up system, right? And everything that's associated with that. And then from there you can create your database. So the people that aren't ready yet, you can throw them over to your database. The people who are eventually going to be ready and now fall into that parameter, you can move them from your database to your lead follow-up because now they're actually a lead. So it's all about creating that seamless transition between leads that I'm going to follow up with and my database. But it all starts with the root of what a lead is for you, the definition of what is a lead for me. Oh, Wood, I made a video on typical day of a realtor. I recommend you watch that. Cool. All right. That's it for this one, guys. I've been on almost an hour. Normally I only do it 30, 45 minutes, but thank you for being here. Um, if you guys are um, needing anything real estate, go to teambcsold.com or email us at teambcsold at gmail. Number two, modern success. Again, shout out to Luke and Randy. They're on the program now. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, you can go to my link in the Instagram bio or go to briancasella.com if you'd like to join. And number three, EXP. If you're a realtor, get on EXP's squad, join.exprealty.com or message me if you want more info, okay? Appreciate you all being here. Same place, same time, Mondays and Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific. All right, peace.